This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. I want to talk to you a little bit about rough greens, which is not a dog food. It's something you sprinkle on your dog's food. And we have seen massive changes in Uno, and I know Stu's seen changes in his dogs. Yeah, we have uh, multiple generations of dogs. We have President Miles, who's about 150 years old. Mm-hmm. Piper, who's like a middle-aged dog. <laughs> like, she's around eight, seven, eight, something like that. And then we have Ivy, who's one. And, of course, they all love rough greens. They're going to like it right away. At least that's been my experience. Yeah. But, like, it's nice to know that you're getting them those the nutrients that they need. It's not coming from some dead dog food that has all that stuff sucked out of it so it can stay on the shelf longer. You're getting all of that. Plus, uh, you get the energy increase, and it you know you feel like you're doing something good for your dog. I know they they just seem to do so much better. Rough Greens, R U F F Greens dot com slash Beck. Like Stu said, your dog will usually just gobble it up, but they want to make sure they give you a first bag free, just to make sure that you're not out any money. You just pay for shipping. Roughgreens dot com slash Beck or eight three three Glen thirty three. sick twisted freak welcome to the program boy is there anything going on has our government lied to us at all on anything wow i'm just full of so much hope and trust today actually i am in a weird sort of way it's going to take me a while to explain but i want to start with the facts what happened last night on tucker carlson show he began to release some of the videos from january 6th Listen, you can you can hear all the mainstream media talking about it now. I guess they're not talking about it, but we will in 60 seconds. Grace lives in Texas for decades. She dealt with extreme pain in her lower back and legs. You know, she uh, when you live, you know, like she lived for a while, you can get to the point where you just sort of resign yourself and go, ah, well, I guess this is as good as it's going to get. Grace isn't really that type. Over the years, she tried a lot of different things to make the pain go away, but nothing worked. Then she came to the day where she heard some handsome yet wildly flabby and overweight host talk about Relief Factor. She heard me talking about it on the program. She was skeptical, just like I was. She decided, what the heck, I can give it a try. What did she have to lose? She says two weeks after taking it, her co-workers began coming up to her and telling, something's different about you. Turns out, when she wasn't in pain, it was pretty noticeable. Grace got her life back. You could too. 
Just try it. The three-week quick start. ReliefFactor.com. That's ReliefFactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF. 800-4-RELIEF. Relief Factor. Feel the difference. Well, hi, Stu. Glenn, how are you? Oh, I mean, is I mean, wow, really good. Mm. Positive things going on. Yeah, mm. yeah. Uh, so, where do we begin with what happened on Tucker last night? Um, I think. Well, let me start with what we expected to see. Start with the um, start with. Cut to, this is what the media had been saying about Senator Josh Hawley. Listen. You guys have seen the video of Josh Hawley running. How is he going to respond? Because you can't let that sit. I mean, it's just awful. He looks like a clown. It's like, ah, run through the halls. In fact, Josh Hawley was like sprinting past the other senators. I thought he ran like a coward. If you are going to be on the side of evil in this, you're going to be exposed. And as soon as the crowd came in, he started running like a baby away. Jim, can we play that back with the audio turned up? (laughs) They just wanted to embarrass a senator of the United States. Trevor Noah, always so handsome. So funny. Why? Just because he ran away like a little I mean, what did he do? Yeah, he raised his fist and he egged the crowd on, but is that a reason to show him pissing his pants on national television? No senators run in the Capitol, Mm. ever. Mm. Um, It is not what you do in the Capitol if you're a senator. You Mm -hmm. walk slowly. Ah. Uh, You do not run for your life. And that's what he was doing there. He is afraid. Yeah. Okay. Now, that was just one little teeny clip. Mm-hmm. of a longer piece of video that we found last night with Tucker Carlson. Cut one. When the committee wasn't accusing Republican office holders of planning riots on January 6th, it was accusing them of running away from those riots like cowards. In the case of Senator Josh Hawley of Missouri, the committee and their allies accused him of both. Josh Hawley is a To prove that Josh Hawley was a coward, The committee released video of him loping out of the building on the afternoon of January 6th with a police escort. The tape became a staple on social media. Democrats laughed with derision. Later that day, Senator Hawley fled. After those protesters he helped to rile up stormed the Capitol. See for yourself. But in fact, the surveillance footage we reviewed shows that famous clip was a sham, edited deceptively by the January 6th committee. The clip was propaganda, not evidence. The actual videotape shows that Hawley was one of many lawmakers being ushered out of the building by Capitol Hill police officers. And in fact, Hawley was at the back of the pack. The coward tape was a lie, one of many from the January 6th committee. Unbelievable. So he did run he's just running with a huge group that being shuffled out by police by police right. police are shuffling you know let's go let's go let's go let's right. go he's the last one after right. you know dozens yeah, of dozens. people that yeah. you see <laughs> so incredible so they knew this they knew this so when we said the J- january 6th committee is nothing more than a sham and liz cheney was on it and running cover for the Democrats and for the liars. I shouldn't say just Democrats for anyone 
who is lying to keep their office. So she is um, she's lying. She knows it. And they're doing it just to discredit. Justice comes to mind. Our flag is supposed to stand for justice for all. Okay, Josh Hawley didn't get any justice, but he's the least of your worries. Josh Hawley didn't get any justice. Will he get any justice? Will the people on the January 6th committee, led by Adam Schiff, a guy we already know lied about Russian collusion, is that man going to face impeachment? Probably not. So is there justice for all? Because this is not a matter of opinion. We now have it on tape. Okay. That's, as I said, the least of the uh, of the problems. Let me go to uh, let me go to uh, cut twenty two, please. This is about remember the shaman, the QAnon shaman that everybody's like he's crazy, and he looked crazy in all of the tapes that you saw. He looked crazy, didn't look violent, but looked crazy. He is wearing horns on his head. That's one, one way no to make sh- you look short. crazy, right? Yeah, no mm-hmm. shirt. And, okay, mm-hmm. so nobody's for the shaman. And he became the symbol. In fact, I think he got more time than anyone else for years in prison. Watch. Dangerous conspiracy theorist dressed in outlandish costume who led the violent insurrection to overthrow American democracy. For these crimes, Chansley was sentenced to nearly four years in prison, far more time than many violent criminals now receive. What did Jacob Chansley do to receive this punishment? To this day, there is dispute over how Chansley got into the Capitol building. But according to our review of the internal surveillance video, it is very clear what happened once he got inside. Virtually every moment of his time inside the Capitol was caught on tape. The tapes show that Capitol Police never stopped Jacob Chansley. They helped him. They acted as his tour guides. Here's video of Chansley in the Senate chamber. Capitol Police officers take him to multiple entrances and even try to open locked doors for him. We counted at least nine officers who were within touching distance of unarmed Jacob Chansley. Not one of them even tried to slow him down. Chansley understood that Capitol Police were his allies. Video shows him giving thanks for them in a prayer on the floor of the Senate. Watch. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for paying the inspiration needed to these police officers to allow us in this building. If you watch this videotape, you see the police of the Capitol Police in hallway after hallway after hallway, either leading him, ushering him, or directly following him. Not like following him like uh, we're spying, just one step behind him, walking through a whole crowd of police officers. They were clearly assisting him. Now, how did that guy get four years in prison when he was being escorted by the police? It's hard to think that you're being a criminal and doing criminal activity 
when the police are opening the doors for you and here let's get you into that senate chamber oh well this door is locked let's go to the other door it's pretty hard now we've heard him give a prayer thank the police that is a conspiracy theory how dare you he's saying that because he's a terrorist and he's trying to mislead was he it's interesting if you haven't seen this clip too you might think well look the place was being invaded they knew a bunch of a few capital police were not going to be able to stop this giant crowd so therefore they're just trying to make peace uh-huh you could make that argument in certain videos that i've seen this one however he's by himself all by himself. He's walking by himself through the halls. They could have easily stopped him. Yep. Easily stopped him. But they did. And but they it wasn't they that they were just him. following. They assisted yeah. him. Yeah. I mean, they, they, here's where you go. He's walking. Uh, several of the videos, they're walking in front of him. And they're all alone. I mean, like, it's not. It, again, I can understand if you've got a, 300 people in front of you and you have four police officers taking, trying to tackle each one of them is not probably the right maneuver, right? In this situation, though, they could easily have just handcuffed this guy and put him to the side. This, by the way, is footage that he wasn't allowed to use at his trial. I mean, you have to open this trial up again. You, you, How can they not have access to this? Open this trial up again? Do you really think open this trial up again? Yeah. Really? You, you don't think that they should do that? Oh, I think if, if this were anything else and mm-hmm. somebody was serving four years and you knew that the district attorney knew this and held this back, you would dismiss it and release that guy and apologize yeah. and go after the district attorney. I would describe that as opening the trial again, but I guess maybe, you know, just what I'm saying is take the result that you have and throw it reverse out. it or, I mean, I, he may still be you guilty of trespassing or something else, but you you're not in jail for him four twi- years for you that. You can't try him twice. Yeah. You can't try him twice. And the guy needs a new trial. If you're going to throw him in jail... You need a new trial. Well, they've already tried him once. And when they tried him, they lied. Yeah. Why would he have to stand trial again? Again, you know, uh, I've watched a lot of Law and Order episodes, but like it doesn't seem fair that if this video exists, he should not have access to it in his defense. It's not. It seems incomprehensible and against our legal system. Everything they could. To keep all of the information away from their attorneys, to paint these guys. I mean, I have to tell you, if every American, Democrat, Republican, Independent, if every American isn't outraged by what our government has just done, there is no hope for you. There is no hope. You, America is lost to you. This should be as shocking. I was outraged on january 6th and i still am outraged sure at the people who were breaking down the doors breaking in the windows hitting calling for officers. an up hitting police yeah. officer those people go to jail they go to jail but everyone must receive a fair trial this you i i'm sorry but when you have two things one just this video of the police escorting him into the Senate chamber. You gotta ask yourself, why would police do that? With everything that was going on, why would they escort this guy into the Senate chamber? 
Why? Why would you do that? At the very least, that question should be asked and answered at his trial. Correct. Right? Like you might maybe there's a great answer for it. I don't know what it could be. Uh, but it should certainly be asked should be the, answered. Should be asked at the uh it, at least affidavit conference with the two officers. Mm-hmm. Um so why would you do that? Why would you do that? Now, here's the second part. I'll give it to you in one minute. Imagine for a minute that you're pregnant. Hey, you're a man. That's all right. It's not difficult. (laughs) Father isn't in the picture, let's just say. It's going to be you and the baby, and you're really scared. And everyone's telling you it's not really a baby. It's just a clump of cells. And you don't know what you're going to do because you're young. You don't feel like you have any options. You maybe don't have a lot of people you can trust. And the people you trust just go, it's painless. It's quick. It's easy. It's your body. It's your choice. You don't have to be scared. Now, what do you do? Especially if you know inside, which I think most women do when they're in this situation. They know inside, that's not right. But I don't know what to do. I can't handle the baby. Now imagine somebody else comes along, shows you another way. You see the perfect baby forming on an ultrasound, and you know that's a baby. I, I can't. I can't. The Ministry of Preborn does this every single day, and then they help the new mothers for up to two years afterward. This is a group of people that care not only about saving the baby's life, but helping the mother and the child. It's a cost of dinner. You can introduce an at-risk baby to her mom via an ultrasound. You not only save the soul of the mom, the life of the mother who's going to tear herself apart or just be sucked into darkness, and you'll save the baby. I think that's worth 28 bucks. Dial pound 250. Say the keyword baby. That's pound 250. Keyword baby. Or go to preborn.com slash beck. Preborn.com slash beck. Sponsored by Preborn. 10 seconds, station ID. Now, we told you about Ray Epps. And we have been questioning who the hell is Ray Epps. We have, uh, we've done a whole episode on TV about Ray Epps. Uh, there is no way this guy shouldn't have been prosecuted unless he's a government informer. So what's the truth on Ray Epps? Well, he testified. He testified he wasn't even at the Capitol. Once that thing started, he wasn't at the Capitol. Here's Tucker Carlson last night with the video. One of the enduring mysteries of January 6th is the role that intelligence and law enforcement agencies played in the events of that day. We know there was some number of undercover federal agents in the crowd at the Capitol. Officials have since admitted that under oath. But what exactly were they doing there? The January 6th committee worked hard to hide the answer to that question. We do know from contemporaneous videotape that a mysterious figure called Ray Epps encouraged the crowd to go into the Capitol. For some reason, Epps has never been indicted for that. But there's no question he did it. We need to go into the Capitol! Under public pressure, the January 6th committee finally interviewed Ray Epps. Epps told the committee that he never entered the Capitol and therefore never committed a crime. 
His text messages showed that at 2.12 p.m., he boasted to his nephew that he had, quote, orchestrated the protests at the Capitol. He admitted he helped get people there. Yet, curiously, congressional Democrats consider Ray Epps an ally, not an insurrectionist. Tonight, we can tell you that at the very least, Ray Epps lied in his sworn testimony to the January 6th committee. Epps testified that when he sent the text messages to his nephew, he had already left the Capitol grounds to return to his hotel room. That is not true. The surveillance footage we found shows that, in fact, Ray Epps remained at the Capitol for at least another half an hour. You're seeing that on your screen now. What was Epps doing there? We can't say, but we do know that he lied to investigators. The January 6th committee likely knew this too. Democrats had access to the same tape, yet they defended Ray Epps. No honest investigation would do that. Cut 24. January 6th committee knew perfectly well that Brian Sicknick was walking normally through the Capitol after he was supposedly murdered by Trump supporters. And they know that because they saw this tape. We can be sure because the footage contains an electronic bookmark that is still archived in the Capitol's computer system. That means that investigators working for the Democratic Party reviewed this tape. They saw it, but they refused to release the tape to the public. Why? Because this tape would shatter the fraud they were perpetrating on the country because hiding the truth served their political interests. Stop. So this is Brian Sitnik, a Trump voter, a police officer who they say Trump supporters killed by bashing him in the head. Okay. We know that's not true because of the medical examiner's report. He died the next day or the day after um, uh, from something unrelated. Maybe stroke related? Was stroke that related, okay. but they say not related to being right. struck in the head. Mm-hmm. He's also in this picture wearing a helmet. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you struck in the head with a helmet. That makes it even more different. You know, still bad. Don't st- hit a police officer anywhere with anything. Mm -hmm. However, they say that killed him. They held, they held a, I think a mock, uh, laying in state. Now that you know the truth, they knew that he wasn't injured. This videotape shows him quite energetic, um, picking things up and putting them away, uh, escorting people, telling them where to go, et cetera, et cetera. After he was hit, So you have a government now that has lied to you at the highest levels and everywhere in between. So now what, America? Now what? You have district attorneys. You have judges. You have the president. You have Congress. You have the Senate. You have the Capitol Police, local police. What do you what do you trust? What's left to trust? The Glenn Beck program. So bad. Founders of this country sent out to create a more perfect union. We're going the opposite way. Let me just let me change the subject here. How about a more perfect pillow? More perfect pillow, a little easier. Technology changes over time and pillow technology, apparently. And I didn't even I never associate pillows with technology, but Mike Lindell does. And there is a new temperature regulating thread that is out there. 
And when Mike found out about it, he had to have it in his pillow. So now this is the birth of my pillow 2.0 and they're having a buy one get one free for a limited time with the promo code beck made with that temperature regulating technology 100 percent made in the usa the my pillow comes with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee go to mypillow.com click on the radio listener special square get this buy one get one free offer on the my pillow 2.0 Enter the promo code back or call 800-966-3117. Get your MyPillow 2.0 now. Promo code back at MyPillow.com. Head over to BlazeTV.com slash Glenn and use the promo code Glenn. There you'll save 10 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. Okay, so let me let me lay out what the real problem is here. Um, let me go back to Sunday. Can, do we have the video footage by any chance of uh, the riots uh, or the not the riots, the actual criminal destruction of property that happened uh, in um, in uh, Atlanta over the weekend? There was a there was a plot of land, and they were beginning. Uh, to do work on a $90 million police training facility, 85 acres outside. Well, what happens? A bunch of Antifa guys break down the fence. You're seeing the cops trying to defend it, and then they break it down. They set things on fire. It's criminal what happened. This isn't just vandalism. This is a violent attack, okay? And it wasn't about safety This is anarchy. That's what these people are for. 35 people were detained. There were about 100 protesters that were in this attack. They got 35 of them, including an attorney from the SPLC, Southern Poverty Law Center. Now, the group that calls everybody else extremists and terrorists all the time. So this attorney was there and the SPLC said, oh, they were only there as a legal observer. Mm. I got news for you. If Ted Cruz was in the crowd that was breaking down the windows of the Capitol on January (laughs) 6th and said, I'm only a legal observer, I wouldn't excuse him. These are the people that our administration has gone to to define domestic terror. And they have one of their attorneys there in the violent crowd. That's problem number one. Problem number two. You seem to have a pattern here. Seems like your allies or your law enforcement agencies seem to be involved in a lot of these things. The Whitmer kidnapping. There were more cops involved than there were people that plotted it. That's why everyone went free, including the FBI. Then you have Ray Epps. You also have several figures that have yet to be identified. The FBI has footage of everybody. We can't find that bomber. We have footage of him. 
We just can't seem to find him. And no, no computer program has his face. Wow. How mysterious. So they can't find him. They excuse Ray Epps, who claimed in a text he coordinated it, is on video telling everybody, you got to go in. We got to take this country back. You got to go in. Okay. That doesn't excuse the people who actually went in because he was shouting that. Okay. Uh, But he was inciting. That's against the law. But he's fine. Then you have all of the people that were tried. Now, some of them are guilty. We see from this video that the guy with the horns on his head, uh, he doesn't look violent at all. And he was aided by the Capitol Police. How can you assign uh, ill will to someone and assign that they knew they were breaking the law when they were chums with the police and the police were opening doors for him, including the Senate chamber door. And here's the problem with this. He wasn't allowed to have any of this videotape because of national security. National security is bullcrap at this point because you cannot trust the people who have the videotapes because they have their own agenda, which has nothing to do with national security. As long as they can hold the tapes and hold the evidence and classify as classified national security documents, you can't defend yourself. Now this comes out. Can you imagine being him in prison? I, I told you I didn't do anything. I told you the police helped me in. I told you I came in peacefully. Now he's facing four years in prison. If this were a drug cartel trial and you, you got all these cartel or mobsters up, if you screw it up with the key guy, you've let everybody go. That's why you have to make sure you're buttoned up. You got to make sure you you are doing things exactly by the book because the law cannot be perverted. Our whole our whole idea as Americans is it's better to let one guy go free or a bunch of people go free than one guy sitting in prison unjustly. When in doubt, leave it out. You have to beyond a shadow of doubt. Well, how do you create that if they are holding all of the keys? If they are in on something that is a conspiracy theory. They say that these people committed uh, a conspiracy to overthrow the United States. Well, that was the dumbest conspiracy of all time. And these were the dumbest leaders of all time. But... The FBI won't tell us because of national security if their FBI guys were on the ground. Now, they haven't denied it, so we know it's true. They were, but they won't tell us how many and what roles did they play. We also know that the Capitol Police and the FBI, from informants in these groups, knew who was coming and what they were planning on doing. Why didn't they alert Oh, they did. They alerted Nancy Pelosi 
They alerted Chuck Schumer. They alerted uh, Mitch McConnell. And they all said, no, no reason to do anything. Excuse me? Excuse me? I think I can now say that we have hit the implosion of trust. I told you that the last thing that would happen before war would be an implosion of trust. What do you trust? Oh, let me give you a let me give you another story um, today. This one comes from the uh, the banking sector. Do you remember when we told you what was happening uh, with Bank of America that they were allegedly going in and uh, and tracking people and gun you know, who had gun purchases and turning that over to the FBI? They said, "Oh no, no, no! We did this at a request. We did this. At- we now find out that they did that voluntarily. They did that on their own, and then called the FBI. Say, you want this?" So who exactly do you trust? Our faith in our key institutions. I don't know how you put it back together without unplugging and replugging the entire thing back in. You have to reset to factory settings. You have to clean out the nest of vipers our government our police fbi prosecutors judges schools i don't have faith in teachers anymore do you why because of unions not the local person but because of unions and universities in colluding with local state and federal government our belief in not just justice but justice for all No matter what your political view is or your skin color. You know, we've never arrived at that lofty goal. But I do think for a while there, we were making progress. People were waking up of, holy cow, how is that happening to somebody not like me? I don't know if it, well, I I have no confidence that that stands today. If it won't work for First Amendment rights... How can you trust it to work on things like murder? Our press. This is the big challenge here today. If the press does not report honestly on the videotape, because if I were in the press and I saw this and I had been defending Nancy Pelosi and Adam Schiff and all those people in the on the January 6th committee. And I knew that they had bookmarked places that they didn't show that show a completely different story. I would be pissed because my credibility is gone because I trusted you. I believed you were on the right side. And what is the right side? Not Democrat, not Republican, not independent. The right side is the Bill of Rights. Truth. Justice for all. If they're not outraged today, 
which none of them are. There is absolutely no reason to ever, you should cancel your cable subscription. You should never block it on your TV so you don't happen to give them just a a flicker of attention. And it's not because that's a punishment. You cannot allow the poisonous lies into your head. I am always for, I am never for censoring, censoring of speech. Never. More voices, not less. But these people have proven themselves time and time again to not just be wrong, but liars, malignant liars. You know what the definition of malignant is? Most people are like, oh, it's a malignant malignant tumor. That means it's bad, right? Cancerous. No, actually, the actual definition of malignant uh, is, quote, to cause death or deterioration, evil in nature, influence or effect in dangerous ways, passionately and relentlessly malicious. Huh. I think that fits the people like Adam Schiff. I think that that fits the people who have perpetrated this lie. I think that fits the media. They are relentless. Relentless and passionately malicious. And they are causing death and deterioration of our union and of our republic. It is time to find new guardians. Because these guardians have failed to protect and defend the Constitution of the United States. Back in a minute. It's incredibly important to know who the enemy is, because if you don't, fighting, you know, fighting them to retake our country becomes impossible. Right now, the Federal Reserve is a massive part of the problem, uh, and they are going to go to digital currency. Once they go to digital currency, your freedom is over. China doesn't even have all of this power. They will be able to track and stop any spending on any person. You run out of favor with the government. Guess who's guess whose card or or uh, uh, digital currency doesn't work anymore. Thanks to the Fed. This is the first step to owning nothing and liking it or or else. You have to teach your kids about the Fed. And if you want, you can teach your kids about them and how the monetary system is supposed to work. It's the Tuttle Twins and the Creature from Jekyll Island. It's a kid's book, believe it or not. won't scare the hell out of them like I would. Um, But it explains inflation and our money in a way that kids and adults can both enjoy and learn. And you have to learn how it works. And then you have to learn how the Fed came about. It's free until they run out or the end of the week, whichever comes first. So go to TuttleTwinsBeck.com. That's TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Get the free book now. Just pay for shipping. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Join the conversation. 
888-727-BECK. The Glenn Beck Program. I want you to go to foxnews.com right now. Just go to foxnews.com. Foxnews.com. Got is, it. Is there a bigger story than what Tucker Carlson released last night? Yes. What is it? <laughs> and I do really like this story, but I the Kamala too. Harris raises eyebrows yeah. with questions she claims she asked her mom about conservatives, which right. is an awesome clip and we must play it today. Okay, just Scroll down okay. and see if you can find anything on the front page of foxnews.com with the biggest story, perhaps one of the biggest stories in the history of America when it comes to corruption. <laughs> well, I found a couple of, uh, you know, a couple mm. things that might be related to the Josh Hawley story. What is the Josh Hawley story? Josh Hawley unveils bill to stop leases of U.S. farmland to Chinese companies. Okay. No. I did. I do see the hidden camera video here, though. Where? Well, this is suspects caught on video defacing more than a century-old statue. <laughs> no, that's, that's not, not it. That's not it. Okay. SPLC attorney arrested, charged, but that has nothing to do with it. Where is anything <laughs> about think, this? You'd what think does, they'd be promoting. You'd think they would, wouldn't I mean, you? Just out of selfishness. Uh, wait, hold on. Uh, very bottom of the page, Tucker Carlson tonight, Monday, March 6th. That's the headline. Oh, okay. All right. Very bottom so, of the page. I'm still scrolling. Very bottom the of very the page. Very last row. Very last row. Uh, and yeah. the third column, Tucker third Carlson column. tonight, Monday, March 6th. Oh, my That's gosh. A, just a, it's a teeny thumbnail. <laughs> te- at, literally at the bottom. Why? I don't know. Maybe I, Why Fox News? Why? Why do you have the biggest story and you're not leading with it? Why? The Glenn Beck Program. You guys just have to listen to this former cyber criminal. <laughs> Nobody thinks that I can take their house and borrow against the house. Oh, no, I have title insurance for that. No, it's in my name. Or he would have to get some special document. They would call me. You know, what he's calling you? After I've stolen the title, borrowed against it, or sold the property, or done whatever I've done with it, it's 60 to 90 days to even figure out that they're the victim of this crime. You know, by that point, you start getting foreclosure notices, and you realize you You've got four mortgages on your house. Not only that, you don't even own your home anymore. It's not even in your name. This is a real problem. And uh, that guy sounds like a friendly guy, I know. But uh, he got caught and he's been for he was forging people's homes titles. There's a lot of people out him out there that have not been caught. However, uh, your standard identity theft programs are not going to protect you from this. You need Home Title Lock. Home Title Lock is a great company that's been protecting people for a long time now. HomeTitleLock.com. HomeTitleLock.com. Sign up now and verify your home is still in your name. Use the code BACK. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. 
Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Hi, you sick, twisted freak. Welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. All righty then. Uh, who is it exactly that we trust? Um, who can we trust? Did you see Tucker Carlson's uh, presentation last night of the tapes? I got a few questions about that and a solution. Coming up. Oh, oh, and also... One of the lawyers for the January 6th uh, uh, hearings, or not hearings, but the actual court cases, you know, people went to jail. Did he see any of this evidence? That's coming up in 30 minutes. Stand by. We start in 60 seconds. We're moving into a moment where our country's history, uh, you know, might be when the Republic fell. Um in a day and age where we're asked to look away from what our government is doing to harm us, what we really should be focusing on is our crumbling values, paying special attention to who's help, helping topple things over and who's trying to stop it. What we do matters. How you spend your time matters. How you spend your money matters. These things have real weight in our society. That's why I urge you today, to join Patriot Mobile with me, America's only Christian conservative wireless provider, now offering service with all three major networks. So stop giving them all of your money. You can get a better uh, rate and the same performance. In fact, they have a performance guarantee. 100% U.S.-based customer service team will make the switching easy. Go to PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. They are standing with us. They put their money and their time where their mouth is. Call them at 878-PATRIOT, 878-PATRIOT. Free activation today with the offer code Beck, 878-PATRIOT or PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. All right, so in case you didn't see the um, Tucker Carlson videotapes last night, they were released by the GOP, uh, McCarthy, who is as GOP as GOP gets. Um, so they were released to Tucker Carlson. I'd like to see more. I think they should all be released every last second of it so we can all go through it. I'm sure there's things in there that are bad, but I bet you we've seen the worst of the worst, but maybe not. Um, but we haven't seen what we saw with Tucker Carlson. I think it's safe to assume we've seen the worst. 
Yeah, I think I, it I is, I can't too. imagine if they had worse footage than oh, we've I know. seen. And some of it is bad. We can't forget that. No, it is bad. But I, I'm for the people yeah. who are breaking down the windows and everything else. I'm for those guys going to jail. But I'm also mm-hmm. uh, for Ray Epps going to jail. I'm for the guy who they just can't figure out who he was at the top of the tower going to jail, oh, yeah. who was coordinating things. I am for the pipe bomb bomber being found and go to jail. Right. I'm for actual justice. I'm also, at this point, for possibly police and FBI agents, if they were involved, them going to jail as well. Here's the problem. We're seeing evidence now that is shockingly different than what the January 6th committee was exposing. And I don't want to rehash January 6th. I do want to make sure if you're in jail and you didn't have a right to defend yourself because of national security, now that that national security tape is out uh, and it changes your case, your case, and quite frankly, and I say this not wanting to because there are some people, I'm sure, that do belong in jail over this. But when in doubt, let them go. You cannot have a corrupt district attorney, a corrupt system exposed and then just, ah, well, maybe that guy. No, I don't know anymore. I don't know anymore. You got to let him go. And I hate that. I hate that because some people should pay for a crime. But that's the way our system works. But let me ask you, how does our system work? How does it work? How has it worked in the last 100 years? Who blew up the Nord Stream pipeline? I'd like that answer. I'd like that answer. Did our administration go around Congress and do a secret op against the Constitution of the United States, against international law, and blow up the Nord Stream pipeline? I want to know. Because our sons and daughters are going to be asked to fight soon. Mark my words. They will be asked to fight soon because of that. I want to know, did we do it? You know, people have been saying government had advanced knowledge of 9-11, you know, to attack America. I've never believed that. I've never believed that. But I do believe the federal government and the presidents, presidents, not just Bush, but also the Clintons. I do believe something was going on. Otherwise, why would Sandy Berger go into the National Archives, take anything related to Saudi Arabia and 9-11, and try to sneak it out in his underpants. Now, you know, we have documents. We, we have surely the scans of those documents that he took. How come we've never seen them? Huh, because you don't have a national security clearance, nor do I. Whose country is this? There is corruption from the top. Who killed JFK? I have mocked conspiracy theorists on this my entire life. Well, we now know that the CIA had engaged Lee Harvey Oswald for something. 
He was on the payroll for something. I don't know if they told him to kill, but they knew who he was. Did Nixon know about Watergate? Did Reagan know about the Iran-Contra affair? Who are you going to believe? Who are you going to believe? Listen, this is not like, you know, we need a national divorce. No, no, this isn't like a divorce because somebody's been cheating on you. You're married and you find out that your spouse has cheated on you. And maybe, maybe if you can hold it together, you go to couples counseling. But you have to work through it and try to restore your faith in one another. And just say it was a one-time lapse in judgment. And I think they've truly changed. This has gone on for decades. And it has been in our face for the last 15 years. The last two years have been overwhelming. Hundreds of incidences of infidelity. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Were you? No, no. No, never. I would never cheat. Well, here's the evidence. I mean, it's actually stains on your dress. Oh, you conspiracy theory. That's a conspiracy theory. I am completely innocent. Here. And then that spouse lines up hundreds of people, all of your friends who are part of it, who you've you've respected and Expect them to tell you the truth. They're in with it with your spouse and they have done everything they can to keep it a secret. Keep you and deceive you for years, making you feel like the guilty one because you've accused this innocent spouse. That's mental and emotional abuse. They're putting people through physical abuse. Some of these guys, like the, uh, you know, the horned guy from January 6th, I think that 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 is truly a political prisoner that is all trumped up. Nothing, it seems. If I'm walking into, depending on how he got in, if he broke a window, then he's got that. There's, but there's for some footage four of four yeah. years. Right. It, it, the term seems completely wrong. Even if he did, he supposedly followed in some people who broke the door down okay. soon after okay but still so still once he was in as this video shows he cops, was being escorted around yes the four cops years seems absurd escorted him opened the door to the senate chamber for him what the hell is that every every member of the january 6th committee should be immediately impeached now that doesn't mean removed from office that means a trial they should immediately be impeached. And if it was determined that they lied under oath in Congress about the facts that they knew to be false, they should be prosecuted, convicted, never allowed to hold office, removed from office, and go to jail. And if you're one of the constituents that are thinking, wow, well, my phone call's not going to matter. <sighs> I'm sad. I'm sad for you because I'm I'm with you. I, I, I have no trust in in really anything. But that should not stop us from doing the right thing. Who are we supposed to have faith in in our government? Got to give you the answer. 
Who are we supposed to have faith in in our government? I'll tell you in 60 seconds. Arlene lives in Maine. She spent the first few years dealing with pain in her back and her shoulders and her legs. It was making it hard for her to even get up in the morning, let alone go about a regular day. These are undoubtedly many special things about Arlene. One of them, she listens to my show. Hello, Arlene. <laughs> Chicks dig me. Anyway, uh, she said, I heard about Relief Factor from a radio show I trust. <laughs> Must have been Mark Levin. Anyway, Arlene decided to give Relief Factor a try. And what do you know? Within a few weeks of taking it, all of her pain, all of it was completely gone. Arlene doesn't have any trouble getting out of bed these days because she got her life back using drug-free Relief Factor. Try to get your life back. Just try this, will you? If it doesn't work, you'll know it in three weeks. Just take it as directed for three weeks. It's a trial pack. 1995 relieffactor.com relieffactor.com or call 800 the number four relief 800 the number four relief relief factor feel the difference 10 seconds station id so who should we have faith in in our government who do you believe in My answer is nobody. Nobody. I, I have hope for many people. But I don't put my faith in them. And I know if you're, I know maybe even especially if you're religious, you're going to roll your eyes. Because I've met so many Christians that, you know, like, what are we going to do to save the country? I don't know. Return to God. Ask for forgiveness. You know, repent as a nation and change our ways and then go into his service and things will change and we'll survive. They roll their eyes. No, I mean, politically, what are we going to do? Jesus rose from the dead. You believe that that's a little bigger of a miracle than saving the nation. I think he's capable of pulling it off. Who should you have faith in? God and God alone. People ask me all the time, how do I know the truth? Know the scriptures. Because even if that's just an old book, it shows the pattern of humanity. Through that pattern, you will be able to see how men lie, cheat, steal, deceive. Because we're repeating. We're the people that you always read like in the Old Testament and like fire and brimstone and angels are throwing spears at people and we completely revealed. And then like a page later, they're like, yeah, but I don't know if I believe in that God guy. We're those people. And we look and read those things. They're like, how do they not remember? I don't know, America. How do we not remember who gave us these blessings? Who charted our, our constitution and declaration? Every single founder, they all said the same thing. Thomas Jefferson, well, he was a racist and an atheist. Okay, well, no, you're wrong on both of those, but... Even he, if you say, oh, he and Benjamin Franklin were racist, 
Benjamin Franklin always vigorously defended the miracles he said he saw with his own eyes. That the Constitution and Declaration of Independence were written by the finger of God. So tell me, how do we forget? You want to know what to do? This is the only thing you need to do. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you might be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. We don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness in this age. We battle against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. So take up the whole armor of God that you might be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all, stand. Are we fighting an election? Are we fighting against our neighbors who are Democrats? Or are we fighting an evil in all of the high places? Now listen. This is the most powerful, I think, most powerful Scripture in the Bible. Stand therefore, having girded your waist with truth. Some of them say put the belt and the, the uh, buckle of truth on. It's really important that you understand how you arm yourself, how ancient people used armor. You had to have a belt and a belt buckle that would not give in. And you had to put it on tight because that held the breastplate in place so in this scripture it is what it is putting on the uh waist the belt and buckle of truth the first thing truth we as a nation are so far away from the truth we wouldn't know it if it hit us aside the head the first thing god tells you to do You take the truth and you strap that around your waist because that holds your breastplate in place. And the breastplate is the breastplate of righteousness, not your righteousness, his, based on truth. So you can't wear a breastplate like, I know all the answers. I'm a righteous pipe down blowhard. His righteousness. Then what? Then you shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. So your shoes are all about the gospel of peace. Why would your shoes be the gospel of peace? What the heck does that mean? It means put put yourself in shoes that always lead you to Peace, not war, but peace. Doesn't mean you run from trouble. It means you stand in the truth. And your breastplate will guard your heart and your soul. His righteousness, not yours. 
Then you take the shield of faith. Who do you have faith in? I will tell you who I have faith in because I've just done it. I've just gone through the hardest time in my, in my life with my wife and family. And in the end, my wife and I realized how strong our faith is because we're still standing. And in the end, we knew it's going to be okay, even if the worst happens. It's going to be okay. That's having faith. And that is the shield that it says will quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. How many times do they call you names and it hurts your heart? How many times do they call you things and it hurts? Faith stops that from bothering you because no matter what happens, it's going to be for his good. Take the helmet of salvation. You know what that means? To me, that means let go of the past, man. Accept forgiveness. Just ask for forgiveness. Let go of the past. You made mistakes. We all made mistakes. Okay. Now we're standing in the truth. Let it go. Because if you don't have the helmet of salvation on your head, you're going to be thinking about all the stupid things that you did and think I'm not worthy. And then you lose the battle. And the sword of the spirit. That's the word of God. That cuts sharply. That's what you need to do. If we would just do this, just this, our nation would be saved. That's my two cents today. Back with more in a minute. The Glenn Beck Program. Barbara wrote in about her dog's experience with rough green. She said, we have a six-year-old Cocker Spaniel that's had some behavior issues over his food. Never really seems to be satisfied. Also has allergies. We're only a few days into a bag of rough greens, but already we've seen an improvement. He's eating really well to the point of licking his bowl clean. He rests more soundly, seems to have more energy. Thank you, rough greens. Well, when naturopathic Dr. Dennis Black discovered that most dog food lacks the kind of nutrition that your dog needs to be happy and healthy, he decided to do something about it. Rough Greens was the result. It's not a dog food. It's a supplement you sprinkle on, and the results are amazing. Rough Greens is so confident that your dog's going to love it that they have a special deal for you. Go to roughgreens.com slash back. They're going to give you the first bag free. Free. All you pay for is shipping. Go to roughgreens.com slash back or call 833-GLEN-33. R-U-F-F-Greens.com slash Beck, 833-G-L-E-N-N-33. Call them today, roughgreens.com slash Beck. Now is the time to join Blaze TV. Just go to blazetv.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code Glenn to save. Glenbeck program. Joseph McBride is an attorney that is defending many of the January 6th prisoners. 
Um, he uh, he got involved because his brother Anthony had a wrongful conviction, uh, and so he kind of uh, understands where people uh, live. We welcome him to the program now. Joseph, hi. How you doing, Glenn? Good <laughs> to be here. Thank you for uh, having me on. You bet. Okay, so I'm sure you watched the uh, the tapes come from uh, uh, Tucker Carlson last night. Of course. Yeah. Um, or are, 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 do these exonerate anyone? So that's a, that's a great question. And in order for somebody to be exonerated uh, with regard to these tapes, you'd have to say, well, how did the denial of their av- availability of prejudice the trial to the extent where the outcome would have been different? Uh, if they would have had this information uh, beforehand. So if you look at the example of Jacob Chansley's case last night, yes. right? Uh, famously known as the QAnon shaman, uh, widely called an insurrectionist, the leader of a mob, so on and so forth. You know, um, the Viking who led the breach of the Capitol. Right. Nothing could have been further from the truth. Had the defense attorney and had Mr. Chansley had access to the footage that we saw last night from the inception of this case, would the outcome have been different? Right? <laughs> yes. So, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 there is no way that he fits those, those, uh, um, parameters. What, what they're saying, leading a, a wild band and insurrections. He got in, he was let into the chamber by the police. They open the door for him, and then he gets up and he prays, you know, for the police who let him in. I mean, I, I didn't see, I see crazy, you know, just based on his outfit. Um, but, you know, when are you, Sonny and Cher would have been in jail until this day had they been arrested for stupid outfits. Uh, so, uh, I mean, what do you, what, what do you have on this guy? I mean, well, it, it doesn't match with what they were saying. Th- that, that is exactly right. So there's, there's two forms of entrapment, right? There's old school entrapment when you think about a, a government agent inducing somebody to commit a crime. And then there's entrapment by estoppel. And entrapment by estoppel is when a citizen makes a reasonable reliance on the representations of a person in the government, either by words or, or, or by some publication by somebody who's perceived to be in the government, that your actions are okay. And when you have the Capitol Police walking you through the building, the inference is that you uh, believe that you should be there. Otherwise, they would tell you to get the hell out. And since they're giving you the grand tour, why not ask them for a backstage pass? That's exactly what they did in the case of Jacob Chansley. And And then they entrapped him because of it. They threatened him with years and years and years in jail. And very much like my brother, what happened to my brother, they forced him into taking a very unfair plea before he had the time to process the information that should have been available to him on day one. So, um, Joe, you know, we were we've been talking about this today because I, I know when there is a case where a district attorney has, you know, trumped up evidence or held evidence back. They will go after uh, uh, the attorney, but then also they will overturn or at least release the prisoners 
because it it's in question now and they usually don't do it just with one if there's a pattern they'll do it with everyone that that person ever you know put behind bars it, it, do i have that right and and could that happen because of this so yeah, so if you if you think about like when I, when I first uh, when I was in law school when I was an intern I was at the Innocence Project for a year and a half in those cases you think about a guy he did thirty years in jail for rape and murder and then he gets exonerated through DNA evidence because the DNA evidence points to another wrongdoer and that person is sprung out of jail immediately because there's a scientific certainty that he was innocent that's a grave injustice and boom he gets let out he sues for millions of dollars right. and he wins. In other cases, you have motions like like in Jacob Chansley's case that can be filed that says, hey, listen, despite the fact that he took a plea, his continued incarceration offends the most basic sensibilities of fair play and justice. This guy has to get out because keeping him in jail is fundamentally unjust. We have this new available information that was previously not made available to him at the time of trial. And because we know the truth now, you gotta get him out. So his lawyers need to file a motion for him to get him out because he doesn't belong there. He should be released. His incarceration is unjust. This is purposeful, it is malicious on behalf of the federal government. Tucker used the Jacob Chansley case as a wonderful example to get clear and convincing evidence about one guy's injustice. But let me tell you right now, Glenn, I can tell you for certain that this has happened to hundreds of men who have been charged with these cases. And quite honestly, when you have the federal government saying we're going to put you away for a decade, um, you know, that. And, and you can't get access to anything that shows the videotape of you not doing those things, you would be uh, probably pretty wise, or at least at that time when you're thinking about it, you know what, I'll just take the two years or three years. I'll just plead guilty. Is that now going to be used against you? You, you know, said uh, it, you were guilty? It can be used against you, but... Again, when you you can go back and you can say, yes, I, I took that plea. I made that decision. But if I would have had this information, okay, at that all right. time, it would have yeah. been different. OK, so now you've been representing uh, many of the uh, January 6th defendants. Did you have access? Did you ask for access? And what happened with the tapes? How come how come you didn't have all this stuff? So for the first year. Uh, basically, for, for 2021, we were told that this is the biggest investigation in the history of the Department of Justice. And because of Holy that, crap. they weren't able to get a handle on all the material. So they slow drifted to us, drip by drip by drip. Meanwhile, during that time, they took all of this information that they had and in bulk turned it over to the January 6th committee. And we saw this very dramatic publication that they did to indoctrinate the American public and the D.C. jury pool to proffer this narrative to, to incriminate former President Trump and everybody who went to the Capitol that day. We didn't get the material that Congress had until almost a year later, and we still only have about half of it. So the very short answer to your question is, hell no, we did not have that stuff on time. So what does this mean to you? What are you going to do? Who, who are you representing? And and, you know, what are their their cases that do you think they'll be you'll be able to uh, uh, overturn them? 
So that, that's a great question. So I, re- I represent multiple people accused with January 6th related crimes. I also represent people who have been targeted by the DOJ as witnesses subpoenaed in the investigation against President Trump and some people who were subpoenaed by the January 6th committee um, as well. Uh, for instance, I took Alex Brucewitz before the January 6th committee, one of my clients, and he pled the fifth 105 times, told them to go to hell. Other people who have been indicted don't have that luxury. So, for instance, in the case of Richard Barnett, the guy who uh, famously had his feet up on Speaker Pelosi's desk, listen, we had a two-week trial, a two-week trial, and the jury convicted him in less than two hours of every crime charge. We proffered defenses in that case that gave absolute defenses to crimes. There's no way that he should have been convicted of most of those crimes beyond a reasonable doubt. But because the January 6th committee and President Biden with his, with his you know, pejorative terms about MAGA Republicans has poisoned the jury pool beyond repair, we stood no chance. So the fact that the D.C. jury pool has been damaged beyond repair, that's grounds for appeal. Regarding what's happening now, we're getting ready to try Ryan Nichols' case. He's a decorated Marine Corps veteran, search and rescue specialist, honorably discharged, PTSD from his service, two years, almost two years on a regular basis in solitary confinement. This information just came out. We pumped the brakes. We said, hey, judge, we need time. I personally begin access to go through this material by Speaker McCarthy's office. We need time to go through this material. We need to continue. And you can't let us go to trial knowing that this information is now available. We are expecting to hear back any day on whether or not the judge is going to give us a continuance in that case. But we believe that the only decision is to give us a continuance, given what's been made available to the public at this point. He's in solitary confinement for two years? He was. I got him out. Uh, I got him out. uh, And the judge who let him out, Thomas Hogan, who was the most senior judge on the bench, uh, you know, he, he, he retired. Uh, a month later, which I, I wonder if they, you know, I, I, I find that to be convenient. But, you know, yes, he was out in two years. They drove him to suicide watch. And while he was on suicide watch, they strapped him to a uh, table uh, in a Tyvek suit in, in a very cold room. And they left the lights on for days at a time. Oh, my and gosh. Said, Why don't you just kill yourself? Are you still suicidal? Do you want to kill yourself? And if he said, yes, I'm still suicidal, they left him there and they continued to torture him. If they said no, then they said, okay, this guy's fine, and they put him back in, in, in the pod with the rest of the guys. The way that these guys have been treated is egregious. When the truth comes out about the way that the D.C. gulag system has treated these men pre-trial before any finding of fact, it is going to shock the American conscience forever. How, how, how far gone is our system. I mean, I see the police escorting these people around and uh, just what little I saw from the tapes, assuming that it's all in context. Uh, I mean, this is this is just horrific what has happened here. It, it, it truly is horrific. And when you think about the term insurrectionist, the term insurrection, no one's been charged with insurrection. So why are they using the term insurrectionist? Why are they using the term domestic terrorist? They are using that term because it is analogous to using the N-word to black people. And what I mean about that is the term insurrectionist is designed to subhumanize 
and therefore subconstitutionalize an entire class of people. If you look at that person, you say, yeah, he's really not an American. He's an insurrectionist. He's a traitor. He's a terrorist. Therefore, the Constitution doesn't apply to him. Once the Constitution doesn't apply to you, then you can lock them up, torture them inside, and throw away the key. And the only time that we have seen that in recent memory is Guantanamo Bay, is Japanese internment camps, and it's slavery. And that is what they're doing. They are subconstitutionalizing and subhumanizing white Christian Trump supporters simply because of who they are, the color of their skin, and what they believe in. Joseph McBride, founder of the McBride Law Firm, located in New York City. He has been uh, defending many of the January 6th prisoners. Um, Thank you. And Joseph, please stay in touch. Let us know how we can help. God bless you, Glenn. God bless you. Uh, All right. My Patriot Supply. In a country where we have so many television shows and, you know, movies about people trying to survive the apocalypse, you think that maybe people would be like, hmm. Well, you know, I'm going to prep a little bit, a little bit when the uh, apocalyptic stuff goes down, you know, and it could happen. Well, I don't know. What time is it? Uh, it could happen at any time. There are going to be a lot of people who are without the things that they need to survive. Whatever you do, don't be one of them. You need to prepare for yourself and your family. And it's not the apocalypse. You can uh, p- prepare for um, a real hard economic time. Prepare for a, a bad winter storm. You won't uh, be sorry. You are prepared. MyPatriotSupply.com. There's a $200 bonus gift that comes free with each three-month emergency food kit. Now, that way, everyone in your family can be prepared. Now, this offer is only good while the supplies last. You can check this off your list and sleep better knowing your family won't suffer if the worst case scenario or even just kind of a nasty scenario kind of happens. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com. Get free shipping as well. MyPatriotSupply.com. This is the Glenn Beck Program. of stories to take your mind off of what's going on in our own country a man caught with an 800 year old mummy that he called his girlfriend has been arrested he's a 26 year old peruvian police said had possession of a mummy in a food delivery bag he brought the mummy to have drinks with two friends at a deserted park in peru um, he reportedly brought his girlfriend Juanita, the mummy, to show to his friends. Police were alerted to the scene and discovered the mummy was in the fetal position inside a red food delivery bag. Um, he was taken into custody as well. He said, uh, at home, she sleeps in my room, uh, and I take care of her. Um, now, as bad as it seems so far, he did find out that his spiritual girlfriend uh, is between six and eight hundred years old and uh, is a is a man. Uh, so it's one and one, not Juanita. There was a gender surprise there uh, at his little drinking party. And that might be bad, but I think the age gap is what really disturbs me. I know. You know, it's just that, too much. That predator mummy. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, cradle. It's too young for you. Come on. What do you have in common? Look at the life experience you have. Right. You know, it's it's one of those things where yeah, it's some, yeah. one one side is in power and exploiting so, that power. May I may I just uh, I just want to read this uh, headline and see if it just makes any sense to you. Uh, suspected cannibalistic murderer caught at an airport with suspicious meat in his luggage. <laughs> suspicious meat i'm not sure it's all that suspicious uh you know uh he uh he apparently was on a layover that suspicious meat uh got through uh and uh he presented a fake italian id card and that's when they discovered he was uh, you know wanted for um you know killing of a 21 year old in amsterdam and then um and then ate them uh, but uh, anyway, it was just plastic bags with pieces of meat in it. It's suspicious. It might be the human. Glenn Beck program. There is somebody that ran for lieutenant governor and won. She won in Virginia, and she is one of the bright stars out there and somebody I just adore her and her attitude and what she's working on. Winsome Earl Sears is joining us in 60 seconds. So according to a new report that just came out last week, China's gold reserves might actually be double that of which which they are reporting. Uh, you know, the number two miner of gold is also Russia, and Russia's not putting what they're digging up uh, onto the books, so they may actually be doing, uh, you know, some, uh, some gold reserve uh, additions themselves. We suck. We're not doing it. Top of that, Bank of America is predicting the Fed is now gonna raise rates to 6% in order to fight inflation. That is uh, gonna cause us all kinds of problems. That's killing jobs and not helping inflation at the same time, because we're spending too much. So what is the solution? Well, I would suggest that what China is doing is right. We, I wish we were doing it as a nation. We should be working on our gold reserves because as the dollar becomes worth less and less, it will eventually become worthless. And uh, everything you have in your retirement fund could be gone or worth just a fraction of what you have. Goldline is re-offering its IRA and retirement account promotion with free metals shipped directly to your front door with every qualifying IRA. 
Call Goldline and find out how to add precious metals to your 401k, your TSP account, your uh, SEP and simple IRA, Roth or traditional IRA, annuity, CD, or any other retirement account that you'd like to protect. Protect it now. Call Goldline. Do your own homework and find out if it's right for you. 866-GOLDLINE. 866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. Winsome Earl Sears. And I love the I'm guessing, but I love the fact that Earl is there because of your love for your dad. Yes, he yeah. didn't have any sons. And so I guess I'm the son he never had. Yeah. <laughs> well, I have I have uh, three daughters mm. and, uh, um, you know, I've I've always wondered myself, where is my name? Go? Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. But I do have a son now. Uh, so Winsome, welcome to the program. Thank you, Glenn. Thank you for having me. And. I'm so glad to be here with you and and Stu and it's and your listeners. You know, yeah. um, again, this is not something I'd ever thought I'd be doing ever. <laughs> what what were you doing? Oh, everything and anything. The last thing I was doing was my business, and I had an appliance repair, plumbing, and electric company. And you know, folks would call in and they want to talk to Mister Sears, and I'd say, "Here, speaking to him." <laughs> you know, but. You know, I, I I I I had my own business, and the former administration, a Democratic governor, uh, decided COVID policies would mean shutting businesses down in Virginia. And thankfully, he declared that businesses like mine were essential. And so, but we had to have uh, a letter from the king to say we could be out in case we were stopped Jeez. by the sheriff. I mean, what kind of medieval stuff is All this? Right. You know, yeah. and people lost their businesses. So. Um, but mine um, gathered along until other policies adopted through COVID shut it down. And so then you ran for uh, ran for lieutenant governor, and here I am today talking with you because I think people got fed up, yeah. and we couldn't have won without Democrat support. We couldn't have won without independent support because right. you know you can have loyalty to a political party all you want, but when you're affecting my child's life yeah. in their education, especially the yeah. foundation, all bets are off. I know. I, I, I you know, I, I don't understand, especially with what came out yesterday about the January 6th stuff. I don't understand how people are loyal to the party more than they are loyal to the principles of the Bill of Rights. I mean, you mm. you were at CPAC and you said mm -hmm. it's not what was it? 1964, 1963, when my dad came and there were real dog whistles when black people really couldn't live where they wanted to. Right. And yet, you know, he still persevered to the point where, even though he only came with a dollar seventy-five, now because he got a good education, he's comfortably retired. Huh. So it's not 1963 when it's, he first came. It's 1984. People, where some animals are more equal than, than others. others. So it is. It's terrifying to me that a good portion of the population, I don't think sees this or maybe they're seeing it through um, party eyes to where they think, oh, well, this this isn't going to affect me when it comes to schools. Mm -hmm. It's affecting all of us. And it is so dangerous. And there hasn't been any new information out that shows, oh, no, having drag queen shows, you know, mm -hmm. for your kindergartner. That's mm -hmm. totally fine. We were been wrong about that since the beginning of time. You know, um, Teddy Roosevelt said to educate a man without morals is to educate a menace to society. Mm. And that's sort of what we're seeing. There are no morals anymore. And so anything goes. I mean, women 
who have been fighting for rights of all kinds for so long, what do we have? We abdicated those fights because I'm looking at certain things. We're negating women in sports, natural born women in sports in fashion. They're hiring men to sell women clothes. Hmm. Uh, they're hiring men to sell women beauty products, hiring men in leadership positions. Look at what what's her name? Uh, she's National Health. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, Rochelle. Yeah, oh, what's her name? Whatever. Uh, Rochelle yes. something or other. Yeah. Yes. And, and, yeah. and foisting these things on us in the arts, in the movies, they're hiring men in to play female positions not only that there was a news story that just came out yesterday i can't remember what it is maybe it's always feminine products yes and it's a guy yes it's a guy selling menstrual products to women women where are you where are the rights that we fought for are are we just gonna let this go that do you not recognize right from wrong can we not tell what a woman is anymore so you know, up is down, right is wrong. The whole world is turned upside down. And if we don't get a grip, this is going to change our whole nation because as another uh, Republican said, and it's attributed, I believe, to Abraham Lincoln, the philosophy of the classroom in one generation is the philosophy of government in the other. You are looking at what we've been teaching our children mm-hmm. in the schools. Mm-hmm. I... I um uh, I, I still feel like we could, um, we can still win. We can still revive yes. America. It's going to be hard. The longer we wait, the harder it's going to become. Um, however, let's just take schools. I, my phrase later is, have you tried unplugging it and plugging it back in? Restore the factory settings. Mm. Um, I mean, we just have to shut things down and start from scratch. They're mm-hmm. so screwed up now. Well, you know, in Virginia, uh, by law, the children are required to have from K through 12, 990 hours of public school instruction. That equates to about 13,000 hours in public schools. Think about that. What are they learning? Because parents and, and guardians, if your child is under public instruction all 13,000 hours, and how long do you have them? Mm -hmm. And so that's one reason why we're saying parents have to take responsibility. These are our children. We don't co-parent with the government. We give them to the government to say, teach them the history, the math, everything that they're going to need, how, uh, how to read and write, and leave the morals to us. We don't want you to teach them those things. We will teach them, that's our but they have failed at that. Education has, you know, we stopped phonics. We, we, mm. We're we failing. Our kids can't read. Their math scores are going mm-hmm. down. Um, that, that doesn't make for a strong country. Just that. And then we're introducing grievance and, and mm-hmm. uh, you know. And, and we're saying that you, you see the violence that's in schools nowadays and everybody's wondering, how did that happen? Well, let's examine that. When we're telling one group of children that through CRT, Marxism, socialism, that you, black children, Latino children, you're oppressed, and these white students over here, they're the oppressors, they and their families, and their, yeah, then what do you think is going to happen to the morale? And so you see well, that- I mean, we, we know 
That's what happened to the Jews in Germany. Mm -hmm. The the kids started separating Mm -hmm. themselves Mm -hmm. and picking on. And then Mm -hmm. they didn't have a problem when they went away. The kids are resegregating themselves. Yes. And some of our schools are already resegregated because you have all black schools and and they're not learning. And so that's one reason why I put in my ESA bill, you know, education success accounts, so that parents could finally make that decision that we want our child to learn differently and not all... Everything doesn't fit one, you know, so all, you, all children. You f- have said that this is the most important thing you could do. And even if it just means you're never reelected again, you don't care. Yeah. Um, You've got to be willing to lose. Our biblical, uh, our prophets, they were willing to lose. You know, we just talked about uh, or just came through Esther, the Feast of Purim, mm-hmm. where she said, if I perish, I perish. Of course, yeah. she had to be reminded of that. Right. Like, girlfriend, don't think you're, you're right. safe right. if you remain silent. Right. So what are the things that you're trying to get passed in Virginia? Well, we tried to get the ESA through this year and uh, and and uh, it did not pass. But is you that know, because of the teachers unions? The teachers unions, uh, they produce a lot of money for the Democrat side and uh, give them talking points. And if they know what's good for them, the Democrats who are elected, they will toe the line. Otherwise, they find people to primary them. I have heard that the teachers union in from other states the teachers unions are so active and they can turn people out. And mm-hmm. then the average person is kind of silent. Yeah. So that politician is like, I, I have no, I have no backing, mm-hmm. even though they would, mm-hmm. they don't think they do. Except we had polls in Virginia to show that there was a super majority of parents and that included Democrats and independents, not just Republicans to say that they wanted to be able to, to decide to send their children to any school that they wanted to. And so we're saying you can do both. If you want to send your child to public schools, do that. Private schools, do that. Homeschool, do that. Charter schools, do that. Whatever it is. But the decision must rest with the parent. This is the new Brown versus Board of Education fight. This is the redlining that we're trying to avoid. And, you know, we keep hearing the pushback from the Democrats is, well, this is a program for uh, the rich kids. Glenn. Do we know that rich parents are not waiting for a government program to decide where to send their children to school? We know that, right? Yeah. Right. So that's a losing argument. And you know who's not listening to that anymore? We found uh, black parents in in urban districts and rural districts and white parents in urban and rural, Latino and everybody to come to our education committee, subcommittee, to tell these people, these Democrats— that they want to make that decision. We had one mother say, I'm working three jobs to keep my child in the school that I want him in. And you know what the Democrat um, uh, elected leader said to her? Well, well, I'm worried about the kids who are not going to take this opportunity. Excuse me, you, Mr. Delegate, you send your children to where? Private schools. Right. If you're so worried, why don't you take them out of the private schools and put them in the public schools? And by the way, he's a public school teacher. So he doesn't have any faith in the public school system. Wow. Hi- hypocrisy. Where you? Then we had another one who's another Democrat who looked at these mothers. One mother came. She's black. And she said, my child was so bullied. And I begged them to move him. And they wouldn't. And he committed suicide. He's an eighth grader. Committed suicide. And you know what this Democrat said to her? Well, um, you can choose any school you want your child to. uh, Did you not hear me just say I can't afford it? So 
these are the the black and and, and Latino and and white parents, Asians who have come to say we knock doors for you Democrats and you've let us down. We know the truth now. Our eyes are open. They've been foisting these gender things on us and these these ratios and the da 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 da. This is not about that. This is about my child and the future of my child. I think they I think Virginia was the was the straw that broke the camel's back. I think yeah. when America saw what was happening in Virginia, mm-hmm. they started seeing it in their own schools and mm-hmm. you guys kind of led the way. Well, yeah. How they can- say COVID shut us down. No. Yeah. It was COVID policies from Democrat governors yes. that shut us down. And teachers. Mm-hmm. And teachers unions, I should we say. We wanted to reopen the schools in Virginia and we were told yeah. that we were being racist. We wanted to, yeah. to 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 kill the black kids. Imagine that. I know. I I just heard um I just interviewed uh uh, Ron DeSantis for a podcast mm. that's coming out this, later this week. And we were talking about it. And he said, uh, I had to keep the emergency order alive mm. long enough to get our kids back in school because mm. it was the only tool I had to mm. force the unions mm. to get the kids back, back in, in school. schools. And now we know the learning loss, which, by the way, was prior COVID. The kids weren't learning prior to COVID. And now we know fully that because we we stayed closed so long in the public schools that the learning loss among black kids and Latino kids is off the charts. It's terrible. And and um, I don't I, what are we going to do? How are we going to change that? So how is how can our listeners help you? Well, folks, these are your children. You have got to vote differently. You can't keep voting the same way, expecting different results. It doesn't work. And so you've got mm-hmm. to. Knock on doors. You've got to look in the faces of Democrats who aren't listening to you and say, I want you to support this ESA. I want choice for my child. I want to make that decision because you've already made that decision for your child. Mm -hmm. It's my turn now. Lieutenant Governor uh, from Virginia, Winsome Earl Sears. You can follow her. Her website is ltgov, lieutenantgovernor.virginia.gov. Thank you. Thank you very much. God bless you. Thank you. Um, Just a minute. We'll be right back. Uh, Right now, mortgage rates may not be as high as you think. I mean, they are hovering around 6%, 7% right now. If you look historically, that uh, is kind of in the norm, uh, even on the low side. We haven't seen rates like this in 20 years, and that's why we're in the problem that we're in right now. Too much free money. Now, here's the problem with the interest rates the way they are. You are paying an average on your credit card of about 21% now. That's the average. There's no way to pay things off at 21, 25%. That's almost loan shark kind of uh, uh, payments. It'll take you 10 years to pay off $10,000 right now if with your credit card at 21% interest. There is a way that you can pay those debts off and you can get an interest rate of five, six or seven percent, which will save you a lot of money and time on your uh, payback. So it's American Financing. I want you to call them now. 800-906-2440. They're waiting for your call. It's a family owned and and operated kind of business. 800-906-2440. It's AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. 10 seconds, station ID.
All right. Uh, we are so glad that you are uh, you're joining us today. There's a couple of things we talked about. What happened last night on Tucker Carlson? If you missed any of the show today, go back and get that. It's uh, it's a it's a real mess. It is a real mess. And uh, I, what Winsome just said about you've got to vote differently. I was thinking about that today. We cannot continue to do the same thing over and over and over again. Whoever our president is, we need to make sure there's a few qualities. They absolutely get it. They 100% understand that America is under attack from the inside. That it is the deep state that is absolutely out of control. Uh, that our intelligence and justice systems have been so perverted, they need to be um, just cleaned out, just cleaned out. Most of the agencies need to be shut down or uh, at worst cleaned out. And that debt and war are bad things. If they don't know those and then on top of it, don't have the guts to stand all by themselves. They're not the person we should be uh, hiring. And that's not just for president. That's at all levels. You vote for somebody's school board. Hey, how's the health of the country? How are we doing as a nation? What's the problem? Well, I'll tell you with the school board level, the problem is we're not teaching our kids to be successful We're not teaching them the things that will help them create. We're not teaching them the things they're going to need in the very near future because everything is about to change. And we're indoctrinating them with lies. They don't say that. Don't vote for them. Campaign for the person that says that and means it and means it. Yeah. And then when you vote for them and hopefully they get into office, we need to make sure we we don't treat them like they're gods. I feel yeah. like there's a, there's a weird thing going on. You know, like the Fauci thing is an interesting example of this. Fauci's a a symptom, right? Oh, yeah. He like yes, Fauci's bad, but the fact that the media and our government and every authority turned over our country to this guy none of us had heard of three weeks prior is the problem, right? Like you. He could have been the greatest guy in the world, but it doesn't matter when you're giving up that much authority over he your life to one person. Effectively, almost the president of the United States mm-hmm. for months, mm-hmm. months, years, arguably. Yeah, I mean, they did what he said to do. That's insanity. That's not and how our system can works. never happen again. We got one more bite at the apple, gang. If we're lucky, one more bite at the apple. We got to get this one right and put the right people in office. The Glenn Beck Program. If you're like me, you lost all your guns a while back in a tragic boating accident. Man, it's horrible. (laughs) But I never give up hope that one of these days I'm going to be able to find them again. And, you know, maybe around 2024 or so, maybe, maybe I'll find them. In the meantime, I'll keep my Mantis X at the ready. So, you know, it'll save me money on ammunition that's all at the bottom of a lake. And uh, then maybe someday I can go back to the range to practice. I do have one cap gun that I can put the Mantis X on. Now, Mantis X is a high-tech, easy-to-use system used widely now by the military. The Marines use it to train. It helps you improve your shooting quickly. It's more than just target practice. It actually, you don't even need a target. You aim at something, and it 
marks in real time where you're drifting, how steady your hand is, and when you pull the trigger, how is it when you're pulling the trigger? What is it doing to the gun? 94% of shooters improve within 20 minutes using Mantis X. It is really, it's like having an instructor standing right there. Start improving today. Go to MantisX.com. That's MantisX.com. And it's blazetv.com slash Glenn. To get subscribed to Blaze TV, just use the promo code Glenn and save 10 bucks. Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. Uh, Carol Markowitz is uh, with us. Now, Carol may not look like Yes, I'm from Soviet Union. <laughs> she was born in the Soviet Union, but she spells Carol with a K. That's how you know. She's a spy. Uh, she is the co-author of Stolen Youth. She is also a New York Post columnist. Uh, she has uh, written for Fox News, contributing editor at The Spectator, contributing writer to Washington Examiner. She's written for everybody except, I think, The Blaze, which <laughs> I am really kind of upset about. Um, anyway, this is her first book, Stolen Youth, How Progressives Are Replacing Innocence with Radicalism. Uh, and it just came out uh, a couple of days ago. Today, actually. Yeah. You're oh, the, you're the first Tuesday, interview. Yeah. Really? You're, you're it. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Kicking it off here. Well, I know we talked to you before because I follow you with yeah. your post mm-hmm. writings and um, you nail it every time. I didn't know that you were from the former Soviet Union. Yeah. Uh, and so you you have a special connection to totalitarianism. <laughs> I do. And we opened the book with a chapter on that totalitarianism because we felt it was important to trace the origins of the philosophy that's happening, you know, throughout American culture right now and being targeted at children and the way that these societies always separate the parents from the kids. Mm -hmm. That's always step one in order to indoctrinate the kids and to have their parents follow. And also to turn the kids eventually against their parents. That's right. I mean, China, Russia, Germany. Yeah. Always. Yeah, we, we talk about all of those and also Cambodia um, and, and several other places where that's exactly what happens. In uh, the Soviet Union, there was a story of Pavlik, the, the boy hero that they turned into right. this, um, you know, martyr for their cause who allegedly had turned in his parents and then was killed as a result. Right. And my parents grew up with that story being like Pavlik, the, the national hero, you know, uh, there's uh, statues of him all over the country. And they thought it was good. Oh, yeah. Well, they, they had no other choice but to think that. If you even asked a question, you could be in trouble. Your family could be in trouble. Look what happened to Pavlik's family. You know, they Jeez. were all killed. So what is it? I mean, people will say that this is just um, uh, some sort of pedophilia, you know, cult or whatever. Why are they teaching the things that they are, especially, you know, about sex and yeah. they seem obsessed with it. What is the real goal there? So the why is is wide and hard to understand for people, but it's to make the kids unsure of themselves. It's to make the families unsure of themselves. And I know that that sounds crazy because why would anybody do that? But that is the easiest way to control the population. And I, I again, I know that that sounds far-fetched, but in the book, we really get into how this happens and why it happens and the way that it happens. And if you think that you're safe living in a red state or in a red city, oh, we provide so many examples of this happening in deep red enclaves and nobody is safe from it. And, it, and where is it coming from? 
So it's coming from all directions because this woke, you know, population has taken over all the institutions. They have the teachers colleges, they have the medical schools, they have the publishing companies, they have all the corporations. I mean, just uh, every every avenue you can think of and they're all aiming their leftist indoctrination at the kids. And the kids are so important to this because if they could turn these kids into child soldiers for their causes, the kids are really unassailable. I mean, look what happened with the Parkland kids. They yeah. became activists uh, against gun control. Greta Thunberg. I'm sorry, for gun control. Yeah. yeah, well, she she learned from the Parkland kids, and we trace that in the book as well. The uh, There was a grown-up, obviously, in her life who saw that the Parkland kids could not be debated with. There was nothing you could say to them. They, they were um, perfect moral arbiters of their opinion. And so what happened is he said, we need somebody on, the, on climate in the exact same way as these Parkland kids are on guns because what are you going to do argue with an 11 year old you're not um, so she wasn't i i mean i no. feel foolish for even asking <laughs> this because i should no. have thought of this but she was not organic she was not and she admits this she admits did you this. know that yeah mm, i Still, don't know i mean i don't I, think I, I her, her parents so, were very involved in well, it but her parents were actually even like a side note to mm. this it was um you know she was sort of interested in the environment and was you know speaking up a little bit and a grown-up an activist an environmental activist um saw her and said and literally compared her to the Parkland kids. It wasn't like wow. he had the example of Parkland. Remember when the Parkland kids confronted Marco Rubio and he really couldn't say anything because again, what are you going to say to grieving right. teenagers? And they're the perfect foil for these people. Mm. I do remember when uh -huh. uh, Barack Obama first came in, we had a listener who um, was in Washington DC with her kid and the kids were allowed into mm -hmm. a meeting and Al Gore yeah. was speaking. And he recorded for us Al Gore saying, you know, things that your parents <laughs> don't know. And that yeah. was the first alarm bell that I thought, oh, my right. gosh, what is that? Right. People still are thinking that this is going to be OK somehow. Yeah. Why? Well, I think a lot of people are afraid. And so the, the other thing is, it's really hard even to, for us to convince parents who know that something is happening, how bad it is, because parents don't want to believe that their kid's school library has you know, porn in it. But then we keep showing them examples of it and they still are like, not my kid's library. And that's what parents need to wrap their minds around, that this is actually happening. And if it's so hard to convince parents who have skin in the game and, and really have a, a reason to be worried about this, how much harder is it to convince the general population that this is happening, that they're actually using Marxist texts in teachers' colleges? I don't think I would have believed that before right. we started researching this book. Like, really, they're using Marxist books in teachers' colleges? But they are, and it's really happening. I have to tell you, I, there's a lot of things that I wouldn't have believed. Yeah. Even yesterday that I, I, I believe today yeah. that that it is it is so crazy because we all want to believe, for instance, our teacher Mike, my, I know my teacher, but I don't think you do. Right. And, and I've gotten to the place to where uh, I'm sorry, but I'm not giving you the benefit of the doubt if you're a member of the teachers union and right. you don't have to be. That's it. You know, mm -hmm. you agree with that? Oh, fully agree with that. Yeah, absolutely. I think that um, you should be careful of anybody in your child's life. In Stolen Youth, we trace all the different ways that people who have influence over children have betrayed their trust and betrayed the trust of the parents. So if you're sitting at home and you're thinking like, oh, my kid is a safe because I, I, I know all these people and they seem good, like it just, you know, 
read the book and face some reality some that this the, is coming for you. Give me some of those ways that your kids have been betrayed. Well, or you I, I can been. give you a recent story that happened that's not even in the book yet, you know, because we could write an update to right, it with all the stories. But there was a story last week or two weeks ago uh, on Long Island in New York um, where a teacher um, you know, let this kid uh, go by a, a different pronoun. So it was yeah, a girl, yeah, and, then, yeah. and the teacher was like, you're actually a boy, and started using boy right. pronouns. And it wasn't until this little girl drew a picture of a little, little girl and said, I want to kill myself, that the parents were brought in. This happened in a red hamlet, in a red town, in a red county. And so if it's happening there, it's, it, you know, it's not a New York or San Francisco problem. And in Stolen Youth, we have examples of camp counselors or um, principals or people who are, are trusted with your children that are, are really doing them damage in so many different ways. Um, and we have a chapter on child soldiers and how they're, the whole protesting thing, they're doing this to kids everywhere. My kids in New York City public schools were asked to protest gun, you know, gun rights. Uh, they were asked to protest uh, climate, obviously. They had a, a no place for hate protest when Trump was elected. I mean, it, they're not doing this by accident. Turning your little kids into little protesters is by design. I, I can't tell you how important it is um, to buy this book, read this book, and then share it with somebody who is kind of on the fence. Well, I, I don't know. Please, please, we all have to be on the same page or we are in danger of losing everything we have. Most importantly, our children soon, soon, very soon. So please uh, read this. It, her name is Carol Markowitz. The name of the book is Stolen Youth, and she'll take you through all of what's happening so you can then be prepared to change the way you behave and how you vote and uh, and how, how um, much you pay attention to the school that your children are in. Carol, thank you so much. Thank you so much, Glenn. Appreciate it. It's out today. Carol Markowitz, Stolen Youth. You know, it's an underappreciated fact that trust is really hard to come by. And in the world of business, pretty much any business, that might go double. Government, quadruple. When you're trying to sell your home or buy a new home or even worse, do both at the same time, it is so important to have the right real estate agent that you're doing business with, someone you can trust. And how do you know? Well, I think I solved the problem when I started the uh, company, Real Estate Agents I Trust, with my brother. The agents we work with, they're your neighbor from down the street. They're the office coworker that you hang out with outside of work. They're, they're not just some of the best real estate agents out there. They're solid Americans. You know how you're listening to the sound of my voice right now? Most of them are, too. You have a lot in common, except they know how to get the job done. They are professional real estate agents that have met a very high criteria to be on our list of recommendations. So if you're looking to buy or sell your house, go to realestateagentsitrust.com. That's realestateagentsitrust.com. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Now, as you know, the left is never violent. They never have anybody who does anything wrong. But remember the baseball shooting from a few years ago? Remember the Republicans are playing baseball. You probably remember uh, the shooter, who's a Bernie, former Bernie Sanders volunteer, 
walks up to a congressman and says, hey, uh, is this the Republicans or Democrats playing baseball? And he said, Republicans, congressman leaves. And of course, this guy goes over and starts shooting people, almost kills Steve Scalise, Scalise among others. Well, do you remember who one of the people who who actually talked to the guy coming in, one of the congressmen? Ron DeSantis. I mean, it's been a while and we don't think of him now as a congressman, but that's where he was, of course, became, before he became Florida uh, governor. He's also the person who's going to be on the podcast with Glenn this weekend. And he tells that story in details. It's incredible. He also talks about the effects of uh, what could happen to our country if we continue to go forward with these climate policies and really destroying our ability to create energy. Here's a clip from the podcast. Uh, How stupid can you be to try to neuter our own ability to produce our own reliable energy? But they're doing it. No, I know. But I mean, the the question is, is how does that make our country stronger to be relying on? And and here's the thing. Biden will not want it done here. He'll go beg Maduro for oil. He'll go beg other people for oil. You know, everything we produce in terms of fossil fuels is so much. It's done so much cleaner here than it is in these other countries. Are you kidding me? So it's all it's all for them to exert more control over. Us. That's what all this is about. And, you know, the good thing about it is, is that, you know, some of this stuff can be, um, I think, can be remedied through changing some of the bureaucratic rules, because there's a lot of people that out there in these industries that really want to get going again, uh, but they just can't under the current circumstances. Texas is thinking about making it uh, their own bank just for energy. Yeah. And Florida, look, I have inve- private investor-owned utilities, so like you know, they, they have they're on they have investors that they so they have to make money, and and I have some that are doing more solar. Not we don't have subsidies or anything like that. They're doing it, and it, it's economical in certain situations. I fine. have solar on my house. Yeah, fine, like, it's fine. But here's the thing: don't force me to do it. When I had Hurricane Ian come through, mm. you know, we had millions of people knocked out of power. We did the, the we had fifty two thousand linemen get it restored, lar- largest restoration, fastest in, in history. I needed oil and gas. Like, I, you know, I just wasn't. The wind and the solar were not going to get those people going again. Yes. You had to have it. We actually had some people who had the, the electric cars, and some of them were catching on fire because of the salt water and all that stuff. But if you can't charge it, then you're, you're having that tank of gas in your truck or your car can mean everything. So we are not going to be without fossil fuels in our lifetime. And if we try to go without fossil fuels in our lifetime, you are going to see the, the standard of living plummet. Uh, you're going to see our security plummet. It's going to be a disaster. It really is. And, you know, we go in, we're going to go into this a lot tomorrow. Uh, what are the future of our country looks like if we continue to go down these roads and continue to utilize, you know, whatever lack of brain cells the left seems to have on this issue and just go down that road because, you know, you don't have energy. You don't have civilization. It's really the, the, the foundational line here. And we're going to go into depth on what is in the Inflation Reduction Act that we were told was about saving money and making the economy better that is really going to hurt our ability to provide energy uh, in the future. Here's another clip with Ron DeSantis talking about the path he's trying to take to defeat the left in their ideology. They will act like somehow this is a perversion of the system to put an idea in front of the legislature, have them act favorably on it, and me sign it into law and execute it. That's how constitutional government works. But they say that that's somehow bad. Meanwhile, Obama and Biden, they do executive orders. They don't even go through the legislature, and the media praises that when they're basically changing society and laws through executive fiat. So they just don't like what we're doing. And here's the thing. 
We're beating them. That is why they're so upset. We are beating the left in Florida. And I don't think we've had an example uh, in my lifetime where you had a government systematically beat the left across a wider range of issues than we've beat them in the state of Florida. We've beat them in a way that has fundamentally realigned the state and I think has put us on a trajectory to be the leading red state in America for the next 10, 20 years. I think people are recognizing that. It's why DeSantis is going to be very competitive should he decide to run in the primary for 2024, which, of course, we all kind of assume he is. Um, you know, I, I sometimes we just like to take steps to just put ourselves in utter excruciating pain to serve you. And I did this yesterday because I forced myself to watch a 22-minute John Oliver monologue about Ron DeSantis. And you might say John Oliver you know, is a comedian, he's on HBO... Who cares what he says? And I'm with you on that. However, I will say this is the left's lead attack dog. This is the their number one takedown artist with 22 straight minutes to go after Ron DeSantis with all the resources he has, at a, you know, at a big HBO show. And I watched the whole thing. Of course, you know, you're not going to be surprised to hear that it wasn't particularly funny. But in access to the in excess of that, I would say. The big takeaway was if I was a liberal watching that show, I would be terrified by it. They have nothing on Ron DeSantis. Nothing. They, 22 consecutive minutes of nothing. You know, personal insults and kind of nonsense. And, you know, their biggest attacks seemed to be the things they were so scared of that he was doing, like stopping pornography for children in schools. Some of that stuff may be overturned in the courts. That was their big... Their big gotcha moment on Ron DeSantis. Well, I don't see how that works if you're scared of it. But we will see how it finishes up in the courts at the end of the road. You know, it's still a long way to go on that stuff. But man, I mean, I would be scared. I would be scared if I were on the left because they seem to have zip on this guy. Podcast is available program. Thursday for Blaze TV subscribers.